Good morning. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. It's 8 o'clock on Wall Street. It is 1 p.m. in Brussels. The latest terrorist attacks there. And, Tom, the, uh, the latest we have in terms of fatalities from the bombings at the airport and in the metro, there are 26, an unconfirmed number. Yeah. Um, American Airlines, there was some, as with all of these events, there's misreporting along the way, and we try to clarify that. Uh, one airplane uh, that was out of Brussels to JFK and I believe went to Amsterdam was published as Delta 42. It was Delta 43 American Airlines, a Brussels incident, not at the American Airlines check-in desk. That a headline from the American Airlines team as well, but a lot to talk about. And of course, Michael Barr will give us a perspective uh, through uh, the morning. The market response is muted, uh, churning to the markets. Futures negative nine, Dow futures negative 53. He has helped us all morning as he is worried about his team in Brussels and all of our Bloomberg employees in Brussels. Jones Hayden with over 30 years uh, in Brussels with Dow Jones and Bloomberg, and we're thrilled at his contributions to Bloomberg surveillance on television and radio this morning. Jones Hayden, how do you get home tonight? <laughs> I haven't thought about that. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure I'll make it home tonight. What's the latest uh, that you could tell us here? I know that uh, government officials have been speaking, the police and prosecutor have been speaking. What can you tell us? Well, um, they say at least 26 people um, have been killed and more than 100 wounded in these um, two incidences, um, two bombs at the airport. Um, 11 people um, were killed there, uh, and then a further 15 people were killed at the um, explosion at the metro. Um, we're still, we still don't have a definite number for um, all the injured, but it's more than 100 at this point. There's a report that a train from Brussels has been stopped at uh, Hoopdorf in uh, Holland. Do we know anything about that? Well, I think that the, um, the trains, I know um, the, the Talus has suspended service from Paris. Eurostar has suspended um, its service into um, Brussels and the German um, train network as well. I hadn't heard specifically about the Dutch um, trains, but I imagine they're all. The, uh, part of that is just that they've shut down the three main um, train stations in Brussels. In addition to the metro system, they've also shut down the main train stations. Um, so those trains have nowhere to go when they get here. We have a report from our uh, David de Jong in Amsterdam uh, that uh, Dutch police are searching this train. It departed from Brussels. It's in Hoopdorf in, ah, okay. in the Netherlands. Uh, and, uh, the uh, other reports we are seeing is that the, the Belgians have brought in the military to help with security. Well, they've brought in more, yeah. The, you know, we already had soldiers on the street um, since last year, actually since early last year when we had a, a scare in um, um, eastern Belgium shortly after the Charlie Hebdo attacks in um, France. Um, and then after the November attacks in Paris, um, we had more um, stepped-up security, more soldiers on the street. So what they've done today is, is brought in soldiers and police from outside mm-hmm. of Brussels to help with the security situation in Brussels. Jones, thank you so much. Jones Hayden with us numerous times this morning. He is our Brussels uh, Bureau Chief, and, of course, we'll continue with our coverage out of Brussels 
this morning uh, with many headlines. You can see that at Top Live Go uh, on the Bloomberg terminal, of course, uh, aggregated out on Bloomberg Business. So, Michael, what do you uh, see? This headline from Bloomberg News from the New York Police Department. There is no known indication that the Belgian attack has a connection to New York City, but they have deployed additional counterterrorism mm-hmm. resources across the city, and we know that New York airports have stepped up security. But one of the advantages of Anders Core is he has truly a global reach with his expertise out of Yale and out of Harvard. He is conversant on the South China Sea in the Philippines, where I attended a United Nations meeting with him, as he is on the dynamics of Europe. Dr. Kaur, wonderful to have you with us in the studio uh, this morning. I, I guess none of us were surprised that these attacks occurred, but they just seem to occur at will at the moment. Now's the time. When will the next attack occur? We never know when the next attack will occur or uh, where it will occur, and I guess that's part of the problem is that uh, we have a we essentially have an intelligence failure in Europe and the United States and in the way that we approach these problems. Um, we don't have sufficient um, human intelligence uh, to uh, interact with these uh, terrorist cells. We don't have sufficient technical uh, collection um, and you know, right. we need to improve those. Daniel Benjamin, I spoke to 20 minutes ago or so on television, and Ambassador Benjamin, uh, with, like you, years of experience with these tough questions, said we go after weapons. We don't go after people. I thought that was particularly important. That's comment. absolutely right. We've got to really get into the networks. We have to understand the networks. We partially do that through things that are difficult for us to stomach that may require giving up some privacy that we hold dear as Americans and that and that Europeans hold dear. Um, well, we in the United States have been very used to um, inconvenience, shall we say, when we're traveling, uh, security at airports. Um, trains actually kind of lax, but in, in uh, airports, uh, it's difficult, obviously, to get through security. What's the difference with Europe? Well, the security measures that you see at TSA and other places really don't protect you against these kinds of attacks. Um, you know, the, the, we are soft and open democracies. Terrorists will find a way to hurt us if they, if they have access to the tools and, and want to take action. The key is to find who the terrorists are before they strike. It's not to try to harden our societies. Well, we uh, we should mention that the the, the bombings in the uh, Brussels airport, as far as we know, and probably in the metro system, uh, were in the departure area. They hadn't they did not cross security there. So yeah, yes, it could happen even in the United States, something like that. How hard is it to find the people? Is it a simple matter of closing the borders to people of a certain religion? <laughs> That will be a reaction, unfortunately. One of the reactions to this attack will be to cut, you know, to try to strengthen the borders against, uh, against refugees, uh, which is, you know, really the terrorists are, um, a, you know, a very small percentage, if anything, coming in with the refugees. Although there are reports that there's some are coming in with the refugees and we've seen a report that a foreigner was involved or foreign bodies were found at the scenes of these crimes. But, Attacking or or getting rid of refugees is really the wrong approach. The right approach is to uh, is to infiltrate their networks with technical and human means, 
uh, find out who they are before they attack and and arrest them you know right out right before they take the take action do we have any uh, reason to believe that it's more difficult with the ISIS kind of terrorists to do that? Um, I think there are going to be difficulties with every group. ISIS is, um, you know, is coming out of, um, of Syria and Iraq, and, you know, it, they are infiltrating um, people in with the refugees into Europe. It's not going to be easy, but, you know, we have to try. And that's also where the technical means uh, such as the, you know, National Security Agency, the NSA, uh, can help us out. But, you know, we're so strongly um, worried about our privacy that we've, over the years, we have weakened these agencies that are supposed to protect us from terrorism. Anders, um, I've read more about suicide terrorism in the last three hours than I have, I think, since the magnificent At Dawn We Slept, a one-volume biography on Pearl Harbor, which changed our thinking on the Pacific War and how we treated World War II. Help me with what guys like you know about suicide terrorism and the policy prescription to lessen it. Well, suicide terrorists believe in what they're doing. They have a strong belief system. They're coming potentially from any number of strata. Uh, a lot of them are, are, are people from Europe or uh, who go to Syria and um, Iraq? They get trained there. Um, they they're willing to die for their cause, and um, you know there's always that percentage of sort of unfortunately extremists or even uh, mentally ill people. I saw one study that. though that they're four percent of attacks in thirty two percent of deaths or whatever. I mean I don't know. I don't want to pretend to be an expert here. But what is our prescription, given the challenges? I mean, I'm not critical, but what is the international relations prescription, whether it's Anders Kaur or Daniel Benjamin? There oh, yeah. isn't one, I, is there? I, I think we have to – I mean, it's – right. There's not a perfect answer to this, and I think it's – we have to rethink how we approach the Middle East. I think – We've been trying to bomb the problem, and it's just not working. It's causing refugees. Uh, Russia is causing refugees. Actually, uh, NATO Breedlove commander, uh, Commander Breedlove, said that Russia's on purpose weaponizing refugees to attack Europe. And I think that's it. I think that's probably right. And I think it's a real problem. And I think we need to start looking not just at the terrorists, but I think we need to start looking at, okay. the, at the big guys in the room. Let's continue uh, with Anders Kaur and this day with uh, attacks and death. Uh, in Brussels, uh, again, we'll have much more. Michael Barr with a news update here uh, in a moment. Futures uh, this quiet morning, negative nine. Let's get the latest on the Brussels attack. Here's Michael Barr with the headlines. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Belgium's prime minister says what we feared has happened. At least 26 people are dead and scores are injured after two bomb blasts at Brussels airport and a blast at a downtown subway station. Belgium has raised its terror alert to its highest level. Airports across Europe have tightened security. France's prime minister says we are at war. In New York City, police have also increased security because of the Brussels attack. Today, Arizona and Utah feature contests for Republicans and Democrats. 
while Idaho Democrats also hold presidential caucuses. President Obama will meet with dissidents in Cuba today. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom? Yeah, Michael Barr, thank you so much. Let me do a data check. Uh, it is a churn. Yields are in, but ever so slightly, 1.8944 on the 10-year. Oil churning, 41.12 on American oil. The euro dollar, 112. 22. With more on America's international relations, with more on Brussels, this is Bloomberg Surveillance. This news update brought to you by NYCB. Ask about their My Community Interest checking with free NYCB online and mobile banking. Earn more, get more. Visit nycbfamily.com for details.